Welcome to Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Cynthia Hudson-Fernandez, who is Executive Vice President and Chief Creative Officer of Spanish Broadcasting System. Today we will discuss Mega TV, the company's newest TV station. Cynthia was recently named SBS's Chief Creative Officer and Executive Vice President, reporting directly to Chairman and CEO Raúl Alarcón. In her new position, she is responsible for SBS's expansion into television and new media, directly overseeing TV station Mega TV, Channel 22 in Miami, as well as the company's internet site LaMusica.com and other new media development. Cynthia is in charge of the strategic expansion of SBS content across multiple media platforms, as well as the development of branded entertainment synergies among the SBS portfolio of media assets. From 1997 to 2005, Cynthia served as Senior Vice President and Editorial Director of Cosmopolitan Television, a division of Hearst Entertainment and Syndication Group, heading up the creation and development of the Cosmopolitan TV networks. While there, she led the research, development, and creation of Cosmo TV, overseeing design of original programs, on-air packaging, promotions, and program acquisitions, as well as the creation and production of original formats. Prior to Cosmo TV, Cynthia was Senior Vice President of Programming and Creative Services for United International Holdings Joint Venture Channel Service, United Family Communications, now MGM Networks Latin America. While at UFC, she created Casa Club TV, one of the first pan-regional home channels for Latin America. During her tenure, the network's programming lineup was redesigned, achieving high ratings and developing its first in-house telenovela production unit, with successes such as Tres Destinos, a primetime scripted drama series that debuted in 1994. Cynthia has a master's degree in communications from the University of Miami, focusing on the acculturation and media consumption of the immigrant population in the United States. Cynthia, welcome. Thank you very much, Elena. Cynthia, what does a chief creative officer do? <laughs> well, I think in today's um, merging uh, environment of media, the title of chief creative officer was something that um, Mr. Alarcón decided um, would be fitting for what we were trying to achieve in terms of content synergies. And so I am in charge on the creative side for trying to find um, creative synergies for our uh, radio content, our TV content, our Internet content, and um, making sure that those are all in line with our creative uh, plans in terms of our strategies for reaching the Hispanic market. That sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> now, what is the Spanish broadcasting system? Because you talked about radio, television, and Internet. Well, Spanish broadcasting system was um, founded by uh, Raúl Alarcón in New York. Um, and he very quickly, over the last 20-something-odd years, has built a, well, I would say it's the largest Hispanic-owned um, radio network in the United States. And so he has radio stations in California, which is Los Angeles and San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Miami, and Puerto Rico. And um, because of this uh, growth in radio, he also developed uh, the third most used portal by Hispanics in the United States, which is LaMusica.com. 
And um, from that expansion, we've now added the TV channel, Mega TV, here in Miami, which we hope to someday turn into a network. So Mega TV is your first entry into the world of television. That's correct. What is the concept behind Mega TV? Why are you switching or why are you transitioning from the known and true radio world and now internet access to television? Well, I, 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 would, I would correct you in saying that it's not a transition. It, we're adding, we're incorporating television into the portfolio. Um, I, I think that radio is, is still the, the, one of the greatest ways of reaching um, the, the broad population, particularly Hispanics, because music is what unites all Hispanic cultures in the United States. And um, I think radio will always be uh, the primary or you know, key business of Spanish broadcasting system. I just think that the media evolution is such that uh, today everyone is looking for content on all kinds of platforms. And so television was just another extension, rather than a transition, of finding ways to utilize our content, our brands, and our talent in another uh, point of contact with our audience. And so television was developed, and, and Mega TV, in terms of content, concept, is really um, uh, based on trying to reach Hispanics with universal content that is not novella-driven, that is based on our strength with regards to um, celebrities, music, entertainment, um, and pop culture. And so I think that the goal for Mega TV is to be a competitive network among Hispanic channels and be the alternative, uh, not the novella channel. And so that is what we're trying to do with Mega TV. Why Miami? Miami because it is the home base for Spanish broadcasting system and because it has become the Hispanic Hollywood. Uh, Florida is a right-to-work state, therefore there are certain um, issues with regards to costs of production, etc., that make it uh, more feasible or more interesting. Uh, the truth of the matter is you want to also be where the rest of the talent are. Because Univision and Telemundo are based here as well, you'd want to be close to where the actors are living and breathing and where the talent is you know, living and breathing. And so um, the same way that you would have a lot of your production uh, facilities for the national Anglo networks in Hollywood and in Los Angeles, the Hispanic networks tend to be based out of Miami. Now, I heard you mention Telemundo and Univision. Are, are you taking on the big players? I think that the big players um, uh, need taking on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's, uh, there's all there are alternatives for Hispanics, and, um, you know, Mega TV is demonstrating that in a very short time that there are there's viable programming options that are not, um, you know, novella-based. And I think that that's the, the goal. The goal is to say, you know, Hispanics have a wide ar array of tastes, and we certainly understand those tastes on a musical level. And I think that on terms of, in terms of television, there are many ways to have Hispanics find us we do our mega speciales, which are concerts and uh, documentaries with, with music artists and famous uh, entertainers. We do um, uh, entertainment uh, gossip shows. We do in interview shows, variety shows, uh, all kinds of formats that, you know, why, why, why do we have to be pigeonholed and saying, well, Hispanics only watch novellas? 
for news. That, that is not true. What language is uh, Mega TV in? Mega TV is in Spanish. And uh, obviously, you know, every once in a while, if a Hispanic um, uses an English word as part of their, their, their phraseology, it's included. Um, but it's in Spanish because, you know, the latest census data confirms that Hispanics, um, even though they speak English, it doesn't mean that they necessarily drop the Spanish. And I think the latest data is proving that, you know, uh, 5 to 17-year-olds, which was kind of the shocker, at, will, will purposely say, well, they speak both languages. And so why not be able to offer uh, content in the other language that has uh, another cultural um, uh, target within it? I, I think that when you talk to, to young Hispanics, um, if they can find quality, even if it's in Spanish, or if they find something entertaining, even if it's in Spanish, they'll still watch it. I heard you mention a, a very young demographic. Is that your primary target audience? No, I would say that our primary target audience is similar to that of our radio audience, 18 to 49. Um, it's still young, but Hispanics are young, and Hispanics tend to be the youngest population in the United States. And um, what we're finding is that there really aren't that many offer, offerings available for them in the television universe um, that are interesting to them. And when we got our recent demographic numbers um, from the July book, we were very happy to see that we had some strong placement with regards to teens, younger women, bilinguals. We have a lot of bilinguals who are, you know, had gotten away from Spanish language television and are finding it again thanks to Mega because they're finding product that they compare in quality to the Anglo networks and that they see is uh, offering them something different. Tell us a little bit more about the programming, Cynthia. We have a, a wide variety of, of content uh, options. Um, I would say that we have um, a lot of entertainment and pop cultural news and um, gossip shows. We have uh, Jaime Bailey, which is one of the premier en uh, interviewers of, of all of the Americas, and he does our 10 o'clock um, Bailey show. We have Maria Elvira Salazar, who is a well-known journalist who worked for Univision and Telemundo, uh, was an ex-anchor uh, at, at both networks, and she has a uh, talk show as well. We have a variety show for the late night. We have a um, combination of uh, crime, unsolved crime shows with um, astrology. We have a show called Puerta Astral with one of the premier Colombian astrologers named Mauricio Puerta. We have um, a kind of lifestyles of the rich and famous called El Círculo. We have a new show starting October 18th called Expediente, which is the unsolved crimes show. We have a Domino's show, just like you would have a world poker show. We have a Domino show. Um, we have a show called Raices y Recuerdos, which is a documentary uh, block that covers everything from, you know, the history of the merengue from Santo Domingo to baseball, you know, Hispanics and baseball. Um, it, it, it basically on Sunday nights is a family hour that we present for people to have, a, you know, a, an idea about their roots. Um, and, it's, and it's really um, gotten a phenomenal uh, review here in Miami and a lot of nice uh, results in terms of the ratings. We have Mega News, which is a pop culture news show. Um, we have El Noticero, which is kind of the our take on the John Stewart's Daily Show. It's a, kind of the, the the news of the week from a, co a comic perspective. Um, 
And so it's a combination of all kinds of uh, shows. We have a, the first uh, quinceañera show, I laugh, because ours is called Miss Quince, and it came out way before Telemundo came out with theirs. Um, and it you know, follows young girls in their quest to have a, a quinceañera party and their kind of change from girlhood to adulthood. So, I mean, it's a wide variety of, of, of concepts. Uh, one of the most uh, popular is our Saturday and Sunday show called LaMusica.com. It's based on our website, and it's a uh, music uh, magazine. So it's, a, it's really we try to utilize and, and capitalize on our experience with radio and the entertainment side of the business. And from there, we started building our TV brand. What is your market reach? How many households or what, and what geographic area are you reaching right now? Right now we are only in the Key West and um, Miami uh, DMAs. Um, so we have kind of a three-county hold, Monroe, Dade, and part of Broward. Um, uh, I, I think our, our total potential reach is maybe 6 million um, households. And, um, you know, we're this is not the largest Hispanic DMA. It's the third largest Hispanic uh, DMA. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a very crowded marketplace. Miami has uh, seven Hispanic channels right now. And so uh, it's a very competitive market, but it's a very interesting market. And what kind of reception have you had? You've only been on the air for a short while, but you certainly seem to have a lot of programming and very different programming. How is the audience responding? We think phenomenally. Um, we're very happy with our, with our last book, which was the measurement of uh, July. Um, you know, we came in on several time periods in third place after Univision and Telemundo, beating Telefutura, which... For us, was was pretty significant because Telefutura was, you know, the the the, the child of Univision and had all of that um, promotion and background. But uh, we were very excited. We we got some very interesting younger demos, demos that are very interesting for for our clients. Uh, the advertisers are really excited about Mega TV. Uh, most importantly, I think was the re response that we're getting, not only from the advertising community, but uh, even from the talent, um, we're getting you know calls from some of the biggest names in Hispanic television, wanting to see about our growth and wanting to be on our air. And uh, I think that 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 speaks uh, very highly of where we're headed. What sort of marketing and public relation tools have you used and are you using to penetrate such a competitive market? Well, I think we did a, a, a kind of a. a the three-pronged approach. The first was a heavy outdoor. Raul Alarcón has always used outdoor as a way to help promote his radio. And um, with our partner, Viacom, uh, which is one of our largest shareholders, we were able to do a, a huge outdoor uh, bus and uh, billboard campaign, which really helped to cement the existence of Mega TV as a brand and the fact that it was on Channel 22 here in Miami. Um, secondly, we were able to work on cross-promotion with our radio stations, so we have a series of spots that are running on our radio stations at all different times, uh, promoting different shows. Um, then the third tier of that was a lot of um, local public relations work in terms of promoting our talent, in terms of launching our various programs, because it's, you know you don't do everything all at once. It's kind of in a scaled a scaled launching of different products along the way. And um, each time that we've done that, we've had innovative parties and cocktails and release uh, dates. 
um, we've done a lot of internet and in fact it was very funny because yesterday was a long weekend and um, I got one of my instant uh, phone message uh, emails uh, which was very interesting because we're sending email uh, you know little phone blasts basically text blasts to people who have registered on our website so we were reminding them not to miss El Basilón, which is one of our comedy uh, variety shows that airs on Monday nights with our talent from our local radio station. And it was very funny because I received it, and our community affairs guy had sent it out. So we use a lot of um, innovative, you know, marketing opportunities, and I think that the text, the phone texting one is one that, that's very effective. For those who are outside your reach, because, of course, we have listeners across the country and of course. even have some listeners outside the U.S., for those who are outside your area of coverage right now, is there an online portal, for example, where they can access some of the programming? Absolutely. We have a lovely website. It's called um, www.mega.tv. That's the URL address, mega.tv. And um, there, we're actually starting to stream our programming. I think it's November 1st. So you'll be able to see our channel anywhere. <laughs> Are there plans beyond the online access to expand to other cities, and if so, when and where? I certainly hope so. I mean, I, I think that obviously the television is an expensive business to be in. Um, distribution is the key to in expanding advertising dollars. Um, I think we've been very fortunate in that the quality of the pro programming that we have has drawn, even for just a local market, we've been able to garner national dollars, which was amazing for us. Um, and I think that the the goal for Mega TV is to truly roll out as a the third or fourth U.S. Hispanic network, um, and kind of I really uh, branch out as the non-novella network. What would you say to the concept of integrated media that includes print media in the mix, and that? negates the sole viability of broadcast media? Um, I, I would say that that's not far-fetched. I think that we, um, we are always looking for ways to continue to consolidate our positioning and our content, and obviously print is something that is not, uh, you know, not something we aren't looking at. Um, if we were to find the right vehicle, that might be something to look at as well. Uh, however, obviously, our, our business up to now has always been the broadcast business. I just think that as, as the market segments itself more and more and as the market becomes more and more competitive, you really want to have your content on every platform you possibly can. And having various touch points um, with your audience is critical. So whether it's by Internet, by a phone text message like I mentioned a few minutes ago, whether it's because of downloads and ringtones, or, or jokes that we, people are able to download, which they're able to do from our, from our radio websites, um, or even being able to come in with, you know, events. We have our Spanish Broadcasting System concert events and, and other kinds of events. We're doing a conference with our astrology uh, guru. So I think that any place you can reach an audience is a valid part of the business. Some of the latest data from, for example, the Pew Hispanic Center right. says that the Miami community, or certainly the Cuban community in Miami, 
which is where most of the Cuban population is centered, tends to mimic the general market profile, meaning that they are older, more affluent, and better educated. How does that influence your marketing strategies, and what, if anything, are you anticipating for the future as this population grows older? Well, I think if you look at the Miami DMA, it's, you know, right now it's 50% Cuban. That means that there's 50% of the audience of Hispanics here that are not Cuban. And Mega TV, I think, has been very strong in reaching the non-Cubans as well as the Cubans. Um, part of that is understanding that Miami has changed, that it's diverse, that um, the taste of newer arrivals or people from other cultural backgrounds um, are not necessarily the same as the Cuban com community. Um, there are other local, very local channels that really, you know, uh, strive to reach, uh, you know, the particular uh, Cuban audience that is not the mega TV uh, model. Um, our mega TV model is very inclusive of every ethnic group, and I think our talent base is very evident of that. Um, our uh, formats, um, we do not just have um, local Miami faces. Um, there tend to be obviously Cubans in it because we're a local channel still, and some of the you know, national talent, but you've got Bailey, who's Peruvian. We have Mexicans. We have Colombians. We have Puerto Ricans. Um, I think we've tried to be as broad. We have our Nicaraguans. <laughs> um, we're really trying to, to keep it as, as, uh, as, as reflective of the community as possible. And so um, I think that, you know, particularly for me, I was born in Los Angeles, um, and, and when I was at Univision, I was the first one to open up the, the L.A. and the uh, San Antonio, Texas uh, bureaus. I'm very well aware of the fact that on a national basis, you really need to be uh, appealing to all the communities and not just limit it to whatever's in Miami. And Miami is by no means a reflection of the rest of the United States. And so being able to provide quality programming to all of the Hispanics is critical. Now, in terms of how, we, how do we reach them, um, again, as I mentioned, I think that we're very much involved in online efforts, in text messaging efforts, in outdoor efforts. Um, I think that today's PR, the same way that, that uh, we need to be as open to various types of media to reach the audience, it's the same in terms of public relations and, and marketing you really need to look at every single avenue to have as many touch points as possible. What three tips would you share with our listeners on best practices to reach Hispanic audiences? Um, my three tips would be uh, to, to understand that the word Hispanic is really an amalgam of cultures and ethnicities, and therefore um, not try to presume that one ethnicity is going to reach everyone effectively. Um, I think that one of the criticisms that we found, for example, here in Miami was, well, you know, Univision or Telemundo went only Mexican. And I think that, you know, even if you were in L.A. today, you'd realize that Mexicans obviously make up the largest percentage of Hispanics in the United States. But L.A., for example, has all kinds of Central Americans. It has people from Argentina. And I think that when you try to reach people, you want to reach them on an emotional level that is universal to all of them, regardless of ethnicity. So the first one would be understand the, that Hispanics overall 
the emotions are, that we share are the same. Our feelings and our values and our cultural values are very similar, regardless of our background. Um, the second thing would be to be open to all kinds of media touch points. Um, I really firmly believe that when we send out our megaphono, for example, we've created this confessional. Today it's at Miami Data Community College, and it'll be there all week. It's basically a confessional. You walk in and you record whatever you want, and two minutes it stops taping, and those two minutes we air them on different TV shows. Frankly, the way I look at it, those, um, those, those kinds of touch points where when people arrive at that booth in the middle of the college, they're able to get a, a programming card with information about how to find the channel and what, what programs are on, that's a great marketing tool. I, 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 I never underestimate that one-on-one you know, contact with our audience. And then the third uh, tip would be to really um, find innovative ways to tie in your brands and your messages with uh, public opinion brands. You know, something like Bailey. When you when you look at Bailey, Bailey's Bailey's become a phenomenon here in Miami. And if I were you know looking at a way to to market or target uh, a particular message, I'd want to I'd really want to find ways to to unite and and find co-branding opportunities um, because I think that that really gives credence to a product to a message. And so co-branding would be my third tip in terms of finding ways to to really find brands that are that are that are that have synergies and that can be you know hinged together and find new ways to reach audience members they should be aware of the diversity of the hispanic market they should be open to new technologies and they should be open minded about co-branding absolutely thank you cynthia for joining us today Thank you very much. And to our audience, thank you for listening to Cynthia Hudson Fernandez, who is Executive Vice President and Chief Creative Officer of Spanish Broadcasting System, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicMPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your comments, suggestions, questions, or ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicMPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicmpr.com. That's editor at hispanicmpr.com. For more information on how to reach Hispanics with marketing and public relations tools, visit our resources section at www.hispanicmpr.com. That's www.hispanicmpr.com.